This is AgriPulse Daybreak for Monday, July 8th. Good morning. I'm Jeff Yally. Here's today's headlines. EPA drops unacceptable usage plan, calling out China for trade progress, and U.S. challenges India tariffs. Holiday weekend action angers biofuel industry. The other shoe has now dropped on President Trump's policy on ethanol. At the end of May, the EPA delivered a long-awaited decision allowing year-round use of E15. But then on Friday, when the nation's capital was largely shut down for the long holiday weekend, the EPA proposed what is essentially a no-growth plan for biofuel usage in 2020 and for biodiesel for 2021 as well. The proposed rule would increase required biofuel usage by only 120 million gallons in 2020, and that's due entirely to a modest increase expected in production of next-generation cellulosic biofuel. EPA also declined to mandate any increase in biofuel consumption to offset the impact of waivers granted to small refineries. The ethanol and biodiesel industries quickly blasted the proposed rule, as did Iowa's two senators, Chuck Grassley and Jody Ernst. Grassley said, It's unacceptable that EPA would set biofuel volumes below demand at a time when farmers, biofuel producers, and agribusiness owners are forced to shed jobs and close plants. Keep in mind, EPA sets the biomass-based diesel, largely soy-based biodiesel, two years in advance. EPA proposed no change in usage for 2021, citing in part the fact that Congress hasn't restored the product's lapsed $1 a gallon tax credit. It's quite possible the tax credit gets extended for this year, but the uncertainty going forward may continue to give EPA a reason not to increase the mandate. Biofuel industry and refiners unleash an ad war. The National Biodiesel Board and a coalition representing oil refiners this week will be running dueling ad campaigns in the D.C. area and elsewhere over the waiver issue. The biodiesel ad contrasts the administration's granting of small refinery exemptions with Trump taking up biofuels last month in Council Bluffs, Iowa. The ad will run on TV in the Des Moines area as well as the Fox News Channel in the nation's capital. The Fueling America Jobs Coalition has a TV ad by defending the refinery exemptions in D.C. and key battleground states of Michigan, Pennsylvania, Ohio, and Wisconsin. China critical to ethanol industry growth. Ethanol exports to China could be the saving grace for the U.S. ethanol industry as domestic demand remains slow. But Chinese tariffs could continue to get in the way. According to a recent report from Cobank, domestic U.S. ethanol consumption is likely to increase just 1% in 2020 compared to 2018. China plans to convert to E10 blend gasoline by 2020, and the mandate would require 5 billion gallons of ethanol. The industry estimates the country could supply 3 billion gallons, but would need to import 2 billion gallons, which potentially could come from the U.S. Renewable Fuels Association President and CEO Jeff Cooper tells AgriPulse, China was once our third leading for ethanol and fastest growing market, but today 
we're not sending a drop of ethanol to China because they have a 70% tariff on our ethanol. U.S. and China plan high-level, long-distance trade talks. U.S. Trade Representative Bob Lighthizer and Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin plan to talk by phone with Chinese Vice Premier Liu He this week in hopes of making progress toward ending the ongoing trade war. The call follows up on the agreement that President Trump and Chinese President Xi Jinping reached last month in Japan to restart the stalled talks. Trump held off imposing new tariffs on Chinese products, and Xi agreed to increase purchases of U.S. farm commodities. Now, for more on this week's policy agenda, read our Washington Week Ahead. China again top of the list for soybeans and pork exports. Despite the trade war, China was again the top of the list for U.S. exports of soybeans and pork from the seven-day period of June 21st to 27th, according to the latest USDA data. U.S. exporters racked up net sales of 607,300 metric tons of soybeans for the 18-19 marketing year and exports of 396,700 tons of soybeans for the week. USDA didn't report any net sales of pork to China for the seven-day period, but the latest weekly U.S. export sales report shows exports of 8,100 metric tons to China. U.S. disputes India's new tariffs at WTO. The U.S. has filed a complaint of the World Trade Organization against India's new tariffs on U.S. goods that include commodities like almonds, apples, and walnuts. India's tariffs are a delayed retaliation to the U.S. duties that were levied on Indian steel and aluminum about a year ago. The Indian tariffs on almonds are especially complicating because U.S. growers have been diverting nuts to India to avoid steep Chinese tariffs, according to a California industry official. U.S. representatives in Geneva on July 4th filed a request for WTO dispute consultations, the initial step in what could be a lengthy case if the legal disagreement isn't worked out by the two countries. ICE planning deportations. Immigration and Customs Enforcement agents are making plans to deport thousands of people who are in the country illegal and have final removal orders. The acting director of the U.S. Customs and Immigration Services, Ken Cuccinelli, told CBS Face the Nation yesterday the potential pool of people subject to the deportation is one million. But he also said that ICE isn't saying how many of those will be prioritized for arrest and deportation. He said the pool of those with final removal orders is enormous. Here we are talking about ICE doing its job as if it's special. And why now? Well, Trump had given Congress two weeks to rewrite U.S. asylum laws before launching the ICE action, and that time is up. Decision delayed on research agencies' site. The General Services Administration has extended into August the deadline for proposals to house USDA's Economic Research Service and National Institute of Food and Agriculture in Kansas City. The original window to submit bids was this past week. The new window will be August 1 to 7. Employees who choose to relocate have until July 15th to decide whether to move to Kansas City. 
A USDA labor relations officer has told the union that represents ERS and NIFA union that the department is not inclined to give employees more time to decide. In an update on the process sent to the union, Scott Hutchins, Deputy Undersecretary for Research, Education and Economics, said last month that USDA expected to make a decision on a new location by late July or early August, quote, with the goal being select the location well before employees' report date of September 30. The month-long extension to receive bids could push that decision into mid-September. Here's today's He Said It. I would love rural broadband. We're working on it. And I would love to have the Democrats come back and talk about infrastructure, talk about drug pricing. That President Donald Trump, when asked by reporters about rural broadband, he pivoted to talk about a plan to lower pharmaceutical prices. Well, that's Daybreak for this Monday, July 8th. AgriPulse Daybreak is brought to you by the United Soybean Board. For the latest news out of Washington, D.C., visit AgriPulse.com. For AgriPulse Daybreak, I'm Jeff Daly.